from the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn, a one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question I'll inform you about. Like, you're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Here we go, baby. Here we go, going to be a little Wednesday edition of the Taz Show. I got some strong thoughts and opinions about some stuff they did last night. The old WWE, I'll get to that in a second, but I want to thank everybody who's listening live right now at TazShow.com. Or maybe you're watching live at TazShow.com, thank you. Or maybe you're listening to the audio-on-demand version of the show at Play.it or iTunes. The Spotify's or the TuneIn's. A plethora of platforms to listen or watch the show uh, live. VOD, AOD, as the captain deemed it the other day, audio on demand, which will probably be a new thing soon. I'll be hacked on that. So everything else I do, people just copy. Copycat bastards. Welcome to the show. If you'd like to interact with yours, truly, you could do that because I have some thoughts on SmackDown, WWE in general. I have some advice to help them with some of their stuff. You can contact me. Attention hotline fans. That's 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. Be here for the next two hours. I'm sure we'll do Facebook Live probably in fourth quarter city in this episode. Also, before I get into some business here, yeah, you know, uh, some of you guys just, if you want to watch clips of the show, they want me kind of to gear some of you guys. If you could go to go to the YouTube gimmick, the Play.it YouTube channels, and just you watch the clips there. I, 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 I'm like, there's a lot of different ways to watch this show as far as VOD and or the clips of the show. At you know TazShow.com, which in essence is Radio.com, you know through Play It, Facebook Live, which will change soon into the other gimmick I t- teased about, which is still not done. Effing people! Now they're like, you gotta, you gotta tell them to go watch it on the YouTube. Play it, dude. How many places do you want these people to watch the show? The clips, the clips, Taz. I know the clips. You dumb. How is it? I'm, I'm really, my nuts a little twisted today. A little bit. Captain, please, we know you're quitting the show, so a couple more days we'll get to hear your voice. I mean, can you confirm that I am a little bit of an irascible mood this morning? Oh, to- they're totally twisted, totally. Uh-huh. Dude, <laughs> rather wrong. Was I not sitting in front of my computer <laughs> watching something and cursing and yelling for no reason? It was before you even hit play. <laughs> Dude, I flipped out. <laughs> and then I, 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 I just can't help it. And then I send uh, the guy that's going to you know, probably be producing the show for a little bit after the captain quits next week. Well, it's a few more weeks, but. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Robbie, uh, Big Rob, Robbie, the Viking. Yeah, I, I sent him a text yesterday. You know, because one of the callers of the Taz show said, hey, you know, Robbie the Viking, he's great. I like him. He's large. He's tall. He's got a big head. But. He needs some Taz swag, some Taz show swag. Like, I know, the guy does not even on the show. I don't know if he's going to get the job. 
You start giving a guy stuff. Did you tell him to buy a hat? <laughs> yes. So I said that. But <laughs> I went that. So I, I texted Robbie, and I said to him, "Bro, what size shirt you wear?" And he told me his size, and that was it. So uh, yeah, Robert the Viking. Uh, I figured all he wants is purple shirts, because the whole Minnesota Viking thing, you know. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. So Robbie the Viking, he really enjoys purple shirts. No one cares. So that's the deal on that. Okay, uh, I'm gonna. You know, I usually handle some sports in the beginning of the show. I, I, I kind of, I got my ball bag twisted a little bit. So I'm gonna have to kind of get into some wrestling talk right away at the box. Now in this show, I'm gonna talk some SmackDown and all that stuff. But right now, I want to talk about the show after SmackDown, and that's the talking smack, which I don't normally watch because I'm in bed counting orange sheep by then. And the captain, he mails it in around 8 p.m. every night. So he's, a, he's already in bed. I watch a good 5, 10 minutes of the show. Correct. So I... Of SmackDown. Media. Yes, right, right, exactly. I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. Okay, don't, don't interrupt me. Please, you're quitting. I'm done with you. Okay? I'm done. I said it yesterday. You're going to be a complete failure when you leave the show. <laughs> Everything you do, you will fail. Thank you. You'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that inspiration. <laughs> so, no, no, I'm kidding. You'll be very successful, and then you'll just, you know. Take a big heaping dump on me. <laughs> Looking down at me from some big high-rise building. Hey, Taz, man, flipping me <laughs> off. So, uh, anyway, uh, uh, talking about talking smack, I, I did watch it. And I wasn't going to, but a guy that I, I really am a fan of his work, Baron Corbin, was on there. Now, I, I want to give a shout-out and a thank you <sighs> to uh, a couple people on Twitter, but uh, one guy in particular is the, the guy that I'm trying to find where his tweet is. I want to give the guy some credit. Oh, here it is. Um, at damn dot, D-O-T-T-T. He said, uh, Baron Corbin was really good on talking smack. Check it out, Taz. And he tagged the captain also. I will do that. Also, Merrick K. Williams on Twitter said the same thing, basically. And so I had to. You know, I, I, I didn't, you know, like I said, I don't normally watch Talking Smack. So I, I did watch it. I, I, you know, I had time. I got into the studio here early this morning. I was able to watch it. And I thought Baron Corbin was excellent. I, they definitely let him just say what he wanted. I also want, and I'm going to get into detail about Baron Corbin and how I would have changed some things and what I would change with Talking Smack. And I'm going to help you, WWE. Because I give you free consulting news out here. Because you guys got a bunch of, you know, yes men around you that just either listen to my show and then run to you and they hack my ideas. So then Vince and Stephanie and Triple H think, we have geniuses. Yeah, the actual genius is Taz. So they're just hacking me. Maybe some of that's true. That might be ego. A little bit of an arrogant statement by I you. am the smartest man alive! Could be a little bit arrogant on my part, right? Eh, <clears throat> it's negligible. It's puff, of course. <laughs> so... So anyways, look, first they have, you know, okay, the host is the Renee Young, who I don't think should be hosting us. I don't think she does a good job at this. She's very snarky. Okay. No one likes a snarky host if they haven't really, you know, why are you snarky? Why? And, and she's, she's a, a female snarky. So now the problem is not the sound. I'm not. I look, anybody who knows who knows I'm not chauvinistic, but the problem is now a guy can't really get up in her grill because she's a female. So now she can be more snarky. No one likes snarky people, especially snarky opposite sex. Snarky Jones, 
It's never good. Never. So, I don't like her in that role because it's a shoot-type-feel show, and I just don't think that's her. I think she's good at a lot of things she does. I just don't, and, and hosting, like she does, I think, the pre- and post-shows, I think she does an excellent job for the most part on that, for the most part. I know WWE loves her. I know that. They love her. They love her because she's a student of the game. She, she's she's a professional. She looks good. She talks good. I, I, she's her, her vocabulary. She's educated. She's got broadcasting ability. She's a broadcaster. She's legit. I got it, and I'm down with it. I'm not saying fire the girl, but I'm just saying I don't think in a shoot role she's good. I don't. I also think worse than her being on the, the as a host is Daniel Bryan. Because he's the general manager in gimmick, right? And now you're putting him in a very bad spot because everybody's coming out and cutting promos on him right on the set, which sometimes could be good and sometimes it gets a little played out. And I think we're getting to almost to that played out part. I don't think, I think this is what you do, WWE. And here's, here's, your, little, here's your little freebie Jones for you. You take David Otunga, you remove him and do us all a favor Remove him from the announce desk on SmackDown. Please. Please remove him. Please. Please. He's killing me. Please take him off of there. It's not his strength. His strength from a broadcasting perspective is in studio. At a desk. In a studio, not in front of a house. With a ring Breaking down, analyzing talent and matches and moves. That's not what this guy can do. He can't call graphics and promote and hook me going into commercial. He can't do it. He doesn't have the inflection in his voice. He doesn't have the power in his voice. And he doesn't have the conviction in his voice. So you can produce him any way you want. You can take his Harvard degree, do whatever you want with it. He is not a color commentator in a professional wrestling realm. Done. Not. He's not. No way. No. Not happening. Put him on Talking Smack. With Renee. If you want to keep Renee there, put him there with her. Have Daniel Bryan be like a rotating third panel guy on there. And if you want to shoot an angle like they did last night where AJ Styles came out on Talking Smack and got in the face of Daniel Bryan, which I loved everything AJ said. I really did. I liked what Daniel Bryan's reaction was too. I did. But here's the problem. And again, Seg one, Learning Tree Jones. Boys and girls, it's time to gather around the Learning Tree with your kind and caring teacher, Taz. He's always so angry, he yells at everyone. Why? He's sharing his one-of-a-kind insider perspective of professional wrestling. It's all about me. It's me. Boy. Me, me, me. It's Boy, the Learning Tree with Taz. It's got to be shorter because I got too much to say, bro. My foot's <laughs> going, my leg. <sighs> right out of the gate. Bro, and I went to the acupuncture Jones yesterday, and it went great. It relaxed me. And here I am, burying everybody. Seg one Jones. Extra energetic. I'll be cramping up by seg two. <laughs> anyway, learning tree time. You have AJ Styles. He comes out there. He gets in the face on talking smack. I'm talking about of the general manager, Daniel Bryan. 
and he's cutting, he's shooting. It's not written for him, and it's good stuff he's saying. And they had Daniel Bryan wearing an Ellsworth T-shirt, which I thought was cute. I thought it was funny. It's good product placement. They did this throughout the show. They're trying to sell this guy's shirts on WWE Shop. We saw it at the top of SmackDown. I'll get into that a little bit, too. It's good business. It's smart. And that's good for the kid Ellsworth. I'm happy for him. He can make some money. And, and his royalties on that, that's cool. I hope he sells a billion T-shirts. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I have nothing against Ellsworth at all. The guy's been wrestling a long time. You know, he's... You know, and, and, and I'm happy for him with that. I just don't think he should have pinned AJ Styles this week, but that's a whole nother story. Now, um, here's a learning tree. Sorry, I got sidetracked. The learning tree gimmick for you people is this. You have AJ coming out and talking smack and getting to the face of Daniel Bryan, and I'm believing everything AJ's saying. He's he's shooting with it. It's good. I like, I like the way Daniel Bryan's reacting to AJ, but here's what's killing the whole effing thing for me. What is AJ Styles doing? He's holding a microphone. He's holding a microphone, and he's cutting a shoot-style promo on Daniel Bryan to his face while he's holding an, a, a damn microphone. Potty Mount Jones, almost. He's holding a mic. Why is he holding a mic? Why? It looks Bush League fake. He doesn't need to hold a mic. He's got no shirt on, Taz. We can't love him. What's a love? I don't know. I'm not the TV biz or the audio biz. What's a love? You know a love? One of those little microphones that you kind of clip on, keep it hidden as best you can. Exactly. Love. So, I understand the man's not wearing a shirt. We got to hear him on the audio. He doesn't need a mic. You are the W-freaking-W-E. I've been to a billion of your shows as a backstage talent guy. I know the amount of tractor trailers that are at every TV. I've seen them. I've parked next to them. There's a ton of them. It's like BJ and the Bear. There's got to be a boom, Mike. Boom, Jones. Audio, sir. You're a professional. Captain, help Those me. Those are all over sets, aren't they? Yes. A boom mic can pick up most of the audio, right? Yeah, of course. So what's a boom mic? A boom mic is this long, it's like a selfie stick, like like I use the Sky Float. I talk about it all the time on my social media. It holds it holds your device, your whatever, your your iPhone, or your iPad, and it magnetizes to the ceiling. It holds your device. Well, that's what a boom mic is, like that, where it holds a big microphone. So the audio tech. So you, when you're mixing it later on, too, you want to get the sound of the room too. There you go. I think that's called the ambiance. Yes, I know my stuff. So, Captain's like, yeah, this guy knows his stuff. So, anyway, you can't have AJ using a microphone. It looks so fake. Get the effing RF mic out of his hand. You like that, too? <laughs> You're like, damn, telling people what the RF means. Do you know what that means, Cap? RF. Like, Radio frequency. Look at this guy. I'm just dropping audio left to right. Probably spent some time in studios. I know my stuff. You, you can't have him holding a mic. Even if now Daniel Bryan was had the uh, the uh, the Mariah Carey style mic, you know that goes along the Chin Jones, you know that like a little gimmick, right? So even if AJ just gets close and he's yelling in the face, so that audio gets picked up. Do you think maybe it would have worked if AJ came in angry and maybe someone, say a producer off stage, just ran in with a mic and held it up for him? Yes, and he takes the mic and throws it. I'm not kidding, because that's what you would really do. You don't care if the audience can hear you. 
If you're shooting and you're mad, you want the guy you're mad at to hear you. You don't care about audio. That's why I always say, and I am right, WWE does not do real well. They don't. They don't. They don't. It ain't happening. They don't know how. I'm telling you right now, there, there is a bunch of ways to make sure we can hear AJ Styles. They did it the other day. I told you on Raw. They did it with Chris Jericho in the ring with, with Kevin Owens. You know, where Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho kind of have a private conversation. No, no. Hey, Kevin, go in the back. I got this match against Seth Rollins. And they got stick mics going back and forth. Boop, 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 boop. Like, what are you doing? Those little nuances makes things feel friggin' real, and they don't insult the audience. We don't care about the hardcore fan. Well, you better, mother effers, because they're the only one watching you. Sorry, Captain, you got more work. I saw you smirking because I cursed. I'm gonna curse every segment so you have more work before you quit my show. Damn you for quitting me. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop by seg three. I'm going down today. Get the EMS guys You're in here. You're going to have to call Johnny in here. <laughs> well, someone needs the CPRs. I'm done. I'm dropping. I got my, I got, I'm just angry. Why are you yelling? I, I just, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. It just makes me so mad because I care. I care about what you do. We don't care about the hardcore fan. You better care about them because they're the ones that buy your freaking network. They're the ones that support you guys. Even though they're burying you, they are the ones. All those reporters... That you bury behind the scenes. They're the guys talking about your stuff. So placate to them a little bit. And don't insult people's intelligence by having a guy with a microphone in a studio setting an hour after the friggin' show, a half hour, whatever it is. That he's talking to AJ Styles. He's talking to, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Daniel Bryan on the microphone. That sucked. Not AJ's promo. That was fine. What AJ said, his AJ's delivery, that was great. The mic thing pissed me off, if you can tell. You sure now it made you angry, you said? Yeah, I'm not done. So, 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 okay. So now, so then, okay. AJ says this to say, now he walks, he cuts a little promo. He walks away. He walks away. So now Renee, now she's stuck there. And now she's got to say to Daniel Bryan, how does that make you feel that he just said that to you? Now I got to hear more from Daniel Bryan, the guy that said he's not going to be on TV. It's not about him. It's about the talent. He's on TV more than anybody. He's on everything. Everything. I'm not blaming him. They're putting him on everything. He's everywhere. He's oversaturating the, 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 everything on, on, that, on that brand. He's everywhere. So then who comes out? Their next guest. Well, I, I, I buzzed through. I didn't see the whole thing with the hype pros. They were on there too. So I shouldn't say anything that they were... I did not check that out. I, I, I had things going on here. But I saw Baron Corbin. So now Baron Corbin comes out. He's got Microphone Jones, too. He's, got, he's holding the mic, and it looks... Now, he's a guest, so you could have him with a damn lav mic on. Pin a mic on him. I've worked for WWE and done things like this, and they love you. They have, they have tons of these mics there. But he comes out with a mic in his hand and sits next to, again, Daniel Bryan. And now who does his rage end up going towards Baron Corbin? Daniel Bryan. Why? Because Daniel Bryan is a general manager. So there's more now of this. Be prior to that, when Baron first sat down, 
um, what's her name? Renee Young. I almost called her Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> she looks like Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> she does. A little bit. To me. I'm really making a lot of friends. <laughs> so, uh... And this is why you will not end up in the Hollywood Hall of Fame. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't care no more. I'm saying what I want. I've been holding back. <laughs> I, I've been holding back, I'm telling you. Will you stop? I've been holding back. Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? I'm done holding back. I'm done. So, Renee, as soon as Baron sits down, Renee says to him, Hey, uh, you know, so Baron, I know you're a long time. We've been around each other for a long time in NXT. All this shit, pop, 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 And it's all good that she said that. She goes, But no one really likes you. You know, you have no friends, and I'm paraphrasing. And I like that she said this. This is the right thing for her to say because that's the story they've been telling with Baron Corbin since he's in NXT, I believe, right? I think so. Yeah. So I like that Renee says that. I do. I like that. I, I think that's all cool. So Baron has the right answers. Hey, he says the things that I've been saying on the show. He, and I've been saying on Twitter. He, he goes and veers away and buries the guys that I've been dreaming my whole life to be a wrestler since I'm a little baby. You know, all this stuff. He says, I want to make money, kick ass, take names, and go to my big house on the lake and do my thing. You know? Now, she asked him, well, what do you do when you go home? You have no, you have no friends, so what do you do? I would have had different answers than Baron, but that, that's what Taz would say. Baron said, hey, I got this big ass house. I got video games. I can go ride my bike. I do my thing. I don't need nobody. I got my fiance and blah, blah, blah. That's what he said. I would have said, I'm training. I'm constantly training. That's what I do. I train. I train to be the best and win championships and kick people's asses. That's what Taz would have said, but Baron Corbin's not Taz, so whatever. Baron Corbin says it's Baron Corbin. I like all his answers. I like what he said. I, I do think, and I, he came off very dicky. He came off like a real douche, which he wants to, and he should do that. And that's what heels do. He's a heel. He's not looking to get over with the fans as a babyface. He's a heel. He buried fans. He, and, and Renee said the right thing. Well, don't they pay? Without the fans, do you not have a job? And, and, and that's the right thing for her to say. And he said, yeah, 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 all that stuff. But you know what? They just want to critique me. And then he turned it around quick and buried the fans again. Then he said something which I thought was awesome. Baron Corbin said to Renee, hey, you're sitting here. Asking me these questions, judging me, and again, paraphrasing him, just, I don't remember his exact verbiage, but basically what he said to her is, without me, people like you, Renee, don't have a job. Without superstars, without us, to, you know, and he's right. <laughs> and when I was an announcer there, I knew that because I was a former wrestler. But I remember Vince always made sure all the play-by-play guys that were never bump takers understood that. You know, the talent, without the talent, we have no company. Without the guys and the girls that are away from their families and beating their bodies up, we have no company. So I like a lot that Baron turned that around on her and hit her with that. I thought that was awesome. I just, I know he came off very douchey and dicky. I just think that he could have came off even a little bit more not not at her, but more aggressive in the, in the, in a way. He got aggressive towards the end towards Daniel Bryan. He he did because he said to Daniel, "Look how long you've scratched and clawed." Said for what? I, I made one phone call and I got into WWE and I became successful. It took me one phone call, like you know. And and they, and he, and Daniel Bryan took offense and said, "Well, I 
busted my ass and this and that, and I became successful this, and I did this, and I went to this championship, and when you do this, what I did, or these other guys did, blah, 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 I, 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 me, 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 I, 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 me, 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 I, 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 me, 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 no, 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 Daniel. No! You can't do that, son! You gotta get the heel over! You're the GM now! There's no I, I, me, me. Just like commentators. No I, I, me, me. Put them over. I sit there as a color commentator and see guys throw suplexes that were good. And I would say, wow, that was an impressive suplex. I've thrown a lot of throws in my day. That one was uh, probably better than ones that I've done. I've say that at, at times about a couple of different wrestlers. And quite frankly, those throws weren't better than mine. But I said it for the betterment of the talent and for the show because it wasn't about me. You do the job every night when you're a color commentator or a GM. It's about the talent. It's not about you saying, I did this, I do that. So when you do that, then you could say this. You're the effing GM, bro. I know it's a work, but you're the GM. And now you're the host of this talk of SmackDown and you're putting yourself over to a young heel who's the future of the company. It's stupid. Stop. It's just stupid. I had to get that out. Feel better? No. <laughs> no. No, I don't. What do you mean no? I don't. I don't feel better. Because I'm not done. <laughs> it's going to be one of those three-segment monologues. <laughs> well, we'll get there. This segment's almost over. I, I, I just, you know. I, I, I don't understand why, why that happened. Why, you know. And I respect Daniel Bryan. I obviously do. Bryan Danielson, I was a fan of his in Ring of Honor. All his success, he's, as, a, as a fellow wrestler, I respect what he's done. His body of work is highly impressive. Uh, his injuries and his sacrifices, his family and his, for the fans. And I do. I've lived it, brother. Trust me. I feel it every day. I respect Daniel Bryan. But I critique Tough Love Jones here. And I never met this dude. But I'm just saying, you can't be saying what you said, Daniel Bryan. You can't say that to a guy like Baron Corbin. Because if I'm Baron Corbin, and I'm that heel, and I'm sitting next to you, brother, I can promise you this, it's going to be worse than he said to you. Because I'm eating you up. <laughs> I mean, I'm eating you up. So, so uh, you know, I, I, I like that Dan, that, that um, I'm sorry, I like that Baron Corbin, the crops of what he was saying was, I just buzzed right through Jack Swagger, a former world champion, in like two, three minutes. I like that he kept saying that because that adds to his credibility. Baron Corbin, his work rate, the character, to me, I'd give him a run for the world title and put that bitch on him eventually. Only thing he needs to work on is his conviction and his promos when he's not in a big arena in front of people. He just needs to work on that a little bit in that studio environment that he was in. And that I don't know how much he's done that, but that takes time. And that leads back to some of the things I said the other day about, I know a lot of you folks are calling. I will get to you guys on the show. Uh, so I'm not ignoring the people calling the show. The phones are jammed. But I said the other day about Goldberg and how great his entrance was, and I, and I kind of... I don't want to say I buried the younger, the current generation, but I talked about the generation that Goldberg's from or, 
you know, a lot of us, including my, myself from that generation, how we were, we were, we were living the role like 24 seven. Most of us were not playing wrestler. And, and, and I feel like that's, that's like, that's where something like a Baron Corbin needs to learn that. And so many of these guys, and he will. Because when he comes through the curtain, Baron Corbin, I believe him. I believe that he's going to beat somebody's ass. I believe he's angry. And I love the story that he's a loner, Lone Wolf Jones. I love all that. It fits him. It's perfect. But, young man, bring that into that studio when you're doing something like that. You came off as a douche, which is the way you should be as a heel, and you stayed consistent as a heel. You did. But be a little more angry, a little more intense, a little more like you're going to snap. I didn't feel that from him that little bit, like he could snap and beat someone up in that studio. He needs to have that intensity all the time. You have people call the show. Remember when I read, oh, Tash, you were scary. You were scary. Oh, five foot nothing. Scary little old me. It's the way, it's your delivery, it's you believe it, it's your eyes. When people look at your eyes on TV, you believe it, they believe it. Perception is reality. Learning Tree Jones, bitches. All right. I'm going to break right now, guys. I need oxygen. I need more caffeine. We're going to call an ambulance. I'll take some calls on the side of the break. We'll talk SmackDown. I love you. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Ah. All right, Wednesday edition. That previous segment started off with a bang. Look at that. Yeah. Definitely not getting no Hall of Fame any way, shape, or form. Pissing people off. Gotta be honest, man. And then you know, and then and then I feel bad. You know, now I am. I'm a good-hearted guy. But I got to keep it real, man. Got to keep it up in the rear zeal up in here with my kid. No, keep rear zeal. That's how the kids say, right? I got to keep it rear zeal up in here, yo. Right? I think that's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny said you got to keep it lit. Oh, oh, okay. Got to keep it lit. Yo, I got to keep it lit up here. I got to keep it lit. Johnny's talking about his vaping stuff again, obviously. Vaping the sun-dried tomato juice. Crazy bastard. Little hummus. Yes. I don't care about his sex life, okay? I'll tell you this much. Phone lines are jammed like a freaking pack of hemorrhoids. <laughs> and uh, whew, jammed up, man. I got to get to some of these jobbers. Look, if I happen to call you a nub when you call the show, I don't take offense. I don't mean it like you think. It's kind of like, you know. A lot of times, my boy, I'll say, hey, what's up, cuz? You know, see, you hear people say, hey, what's up, cuz? You know guys like that, right? Yeah. Yo, what's up, cuz? Yo, what up, bro? Like that, bro. That's like, no. Hey, what's up, no. You know, so, look, you called me a no, but yeah, I just, I say, okay, what's up, cuz? Same thing, you know what I mean? Hi, dude. What's up, dude? Hey, dude. That's what the ac- acupuncture Jones said to me yesterday. The doctor. What's up, dude? How are you, big guy? Hit with the big guy. Oh, the big guy. Yeah. Video Brian hits me with that. He does? Yeah. Yeah. He's annoying, too, because he's tall. <laughs> That's my problem. I told you yesterday with, with the uh, with Viking Rob. He, he's the guy, I don't know if I want him on the show. He's a giant man. I'm going to have to deal with him and Video Brian. 
They're going to be guys. competitive. What's going on? Good moment. How are you? Nice <laughs> to be here today. Good moment, guys. Hi. Both like 6'9". I'm six foot and I feel short around these guys. Will you stop? It's crazy. Right, so I got to talk smack down a little bit here. I'm going to help you guys out with that. Some people are confused. I, I don't know. I I got I, I got I got to get home to show. I'm I'm really I'm just I, my my balls are twisted. Jeff in Missouri, uh, you're on the Taz show. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing good, Taz. How are you? <sighs> well, not bad. What's up? After listening to the first part of the show, I'm kind of scared that I'm the first caller. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, buddy. It's okay. What's going on, man? Oh man, I just want to put you over for a minute. Uh, yep. Yep. I get up every morning, head to work about four o'clock. First thing I do is download your audio version of the show from the previous day and listen to you on the way to work and then for the first little bit while I'm at work. And I really appreciate you make the day easier, man. Thank you, buddy. Let me ask you, Jeff, being that you do that, you download the audio and all that stuff, and you're kind of a, not a day late, but you listen to it the, sec- the, day, the day after. So when I'm just curious. When I'm talking some sports, like in segment one, it's not current anymore. Does that bother you or you just don't give a rat's ass or is it cool? That's the only way I get my news on sports. I, I trust the, the authority. Oh, well, see, now that's smart because I am the authority on all sports. Good point. Of course you are. Yes, sir. So what do you want to talk about, big guy? Big I was guy. listening to yesterday's show, and yeah. uh, I keep hearing people say how back in the day the wrestlers were better entertainers and all this. And mm. in my opinion, they weren't better entertainers. They weren't as good of entertainers. You couldn't take some guy back then. You couldn't take Art Anderson, bring him in, and throw him in a WWE studio film right away like they do every other wrestler now. I think that they were just wrestlers then. Right. They weren't entertainers. They were just, they lived it. That's, that's what they were. Amen. And that's what I was kind of saying yesterday. And, you know, uh, I think some of these younger people, these younger wrestlers have that ability, but the the machine is, is kind of, um, you know, hurting them from doing that. Look at someone like Cody Rhodes, for example, Jeff. I mean, Cody Rhodes, obviously one of the best in the world today. Cody Rhodes had a ton of success in, in WWE. But, you know, once he broke away on his terms, he couldn't wait to break away and go out and wrestle and perform as a wrestler on the mic and in the ring. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like you have that creativity locked up in you. And Cody grew up in the business, you know, uh, with his, with his legendary uh, dad and, and his legendary brother who's still in there doing it. I'm just saying. So I'm just using Cody as an example. When guys break away, they really bring out that creativity because WWE at times, they want that entertainment stuff. You know, which is, it's good and bad. You gotta, you know, like a kid, like I was talking about Baron Corbin, this guy has the ability to come off as one of those wrestlers, draw real money, get on a microphone, be real about it. And 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 instead of being micromanaged and handheld, he don't need that. He's that good. And there's a lot of talent there that is, guys and girls. They just, you know, I think the machine holds them down. I don't think the machine means to, they just do. Thank you, Jeff, for calling. I appreciate it. Thanks for the compliment. And thank you for listening to the show every day. On the audio on demand, Jones. I appreciate that. It's very nice of you. You know, it's very nice of you. Hey, uh, Holly uh, from Michigan. You're on the Taz show. What's up, Nup? Uh, morning. Yeah. Good moment yeah. to you. How are you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> good, you? Yeah, all right, buddy. Good. We're here living another day. Yeah, um, I, hey, you know, I like your name. I like the name Holly. That's just, that's a good. Even, that's not like you know. I'm hung up on the names, you know, Holly. But like, I, I, I'm like, where's the Joes? Where's the Bobs? Where's the Max? Where's the Jimmies? You know, there's enough of these, right. these soft names. But Holly is not a traditional, regular knock around guy name. But Holly's a real man's name. Holly, Holly Davidson. You know. But anyway, I'm uh, yeah. Funny, so it wasn't supposed to be my real name. 
Oh, it's not? What was your running supposed to be? Zachary. See? That's a problem. My dad changed it. He, your my dad, dad changed it. I'm a mom. Well, you, well, you see, your dad's smart. Because, see, Zachary, <laughs> yeah, but not smart. That's a good move. Zachary, come on, stop. Whose name's Zachary? Nobody. <laughs> All right, anyway, Harley, but, uh, what's up? Do you think the first woman's Hell in a Cell match, do you think they can live up to a normal one? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, no. I don't. Um, Neither do I. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't. I, and I don't mean that as uh, anything against Charlotte and Sasha. I, I'm a fan right. of both those girls. Oh. I am. I just think the the bar is so high over the years with Hell in a Cell and the physicality and the intensity and, and the violence. Uh, you go back to the very first one. How can it, you know? Nah, nah, it's hard, dude. I mean. Yeah, no. I, but, Holly, Holly, I do think this. If I worked for WWE and I was an agent or I worked um, you know, closely with Vince or something right. like that, you know, I would say to Vince, hey, Vince, I think that these two you know, athletes, these two girls, uh, need to have the best Hell in a Cell match they can have. They should not try to live up to anything else that any all the men have done in the past. You right. know, they shouldn't. They should have their style match. I think that's something they got to be aware of, the WWE, and namely those two girls. Now, both those girls, Sasha and Charlotte, are both obviously ultra-talented and smart right. smart girls. So, And I trust the, the producers and agents of WWE and Vince and Triple H and Stephanie to make sure those girls don't go too far and no one's in danger. I think it's going to come off okay. I don't think you could compare like it to trying somebody to jump off the top of the cell. Yeah, I don't know if we want to do that. You know, I don't nah. know. I could see maybe if one of us a gonna... moonsault from Charlotte. No, no, no. I don't think you'll see a moonsault off the top of the gimmick. Maybe off the top of the cell, a cross body. You know, which is a less dangerous move to be yep. honest. A cross body is is less dangerous, but a moonsault. Uh, no, I, I think that's. I don't think that would happen, Holly. But you know, I could be wrong. We'll see. I just hope they don't go crazy. Too much, you know, um, it's never been done before, and there's a reason for that. So, but we'll see. We'll see. Holly, thank you for calling from Michigan. God, I feel like chauvinistic Jones today. Right? Women listeners probably like, this guy's a real douche. This is how you get uh, more women to call into the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a laugh. I'm calling to the show. I'm lucky people call. People hate me. I don't even know why anybody listens to me. I don't bitch that much. I think I say what the what the fans think, right? Well, you definitely say what you think. <laughs> One way to say it. <laughs> Thanks, I think. What some fans think. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Some fans I probably don't listen, uh, don't agree with me. I call those fans dumb. <laughs> that's exactly what I do with people listening to the show that don't like me. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's a lot lately. You're getting a lot of heat lately, huh? Yeah. yeah. You're going out with a bang. You don't care. <laughs> you don't care for them all. You don't care, bro. You don't care. That's all I like about you. I'm not going to miss you, though. Hey, Will <laughs> from Washington. You're on the Taz Show. What up, Poppy? What's up, Big Poppy Don? What's up, Big Will? What's up, Poppy Don? What's How's it up? going? What are you saying? No, what are you doing, bud? Talk to me. Well, first time, long time, first try, Jones. Oh, 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 the end bag. All right, I got you. Talk to me. What do you want to talk about, big guy? Got a question. Um, so... Your song back in like the early 2000s, the one made by Cypress Hill. Yeah. Uh, that uh, artist you chose, or was it like WWE chose it for you? Me, sir. Me, 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 me. No, I did. Uh, Be real. Um, of Cypress Hill and I were friends, and, and I always was a fan of Cypress Hill music, and uh, 
I was a fan of this song they had called Rock Superstar. And uh, Be Real and I got hooked up and talked, and I said, yo, this would be really cool uh, because they're pushing this whole thug thing with me with WWE. And and then he, you know, like most artists, just like Bazanji, who does my my opening of the Taz show. When you talk to these, especially hip-hop artists, when you talk to them, you just give them a little bit of creative direction, bro, and they just go off. And that's what Be Real did. And that's how it happened. So he did the song. Of course, I cleared it with WWE first. I said, look, the, you know, I, I want this artist to do the gimmick. And, you know, I don't know if you guys have to pay for it or whatever. They go, no, no, if you want it. WWE was real cool about it. They go, we just want to approve it. Let Jim Johnson, our audio guy, uh, music, I mean, connect with Be Real. And they did. And they and, and it was done in like, like oh, probably two weeks. And, uh, they, and, and Jim Johnson from WWE, he cleared it. Kevin Dunn cleared it. And, and I obviously loved it. And boom, that was it. I don't know what, what they worked out on money. That I was out of that. I'm sure they had to pay, you know, Cypress Hill and Be Real. But that's how it all happened. I used to, yeah, I always rocked that every morning, man. Ah! <laughs> the Thug Superstar. I hear you, buddy. All right, bro. Well, I appreciate you calling, big guy. Thanks. Keep up the good work, man. Thank you, man. Take care. First time, long time, Jones. That's pretty good. So, uh, yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, I guess I got to talk SmackDown more. I know a lot of people are still calling here. They want to talk to me and have things to say about stuff. I'll get to you. you know. So I talked about the product placement they did on SmackDown. They did a little bit of this. Um, a little bit of this uh, in the beginning, at the tippy top of the show, uh, with uh, Ellsworth with the T-shirt in the locker room when he he meaning that Daniel Bryan showed uh, showed Ellsworth. Oh, was that in the locker? That was in the locker, right? Yeah, I think Dean Ambrose though was the Dean, one. Sorry, I was going yeah. to say Dean. My bad. Dean Ambrose showed him the T-shirt, and Ellsworth was like, "Whoa, whoa, wow, that's cool." Whatever he said or his facial expressions, and it was a nice product placement plug Jones for WWE shop for the T-shirt, and somebody tweeted me earlier in the day yesterday, but I, I was I was uh, you know, I was busy building a bridge, and because uh, I blow a lot of them up, so. <laughs> I have to, you know, stay on top of things. You Building know. bridges, buying farms. I, I spend half my day apologizing to people. <laughs> like, not, not even from the rest of us. Yeah, no, bro, I'm sorry. You, know, you misunderstood me. I, half my day is that sentence. Oh, sorry. I think you misunderstood me. <laughs> I got so many friends of mine that are mad at me. I, like, I'm one of these guys. Let me just sidetrack for a second from SmackDown. I'm one of these guys. Like, I, a buddy of mine, I text him. He don't reply. So, you know me, Cap. <laughs> he just starts laugh. That's when the phone calls start. <laughs> yeah. If I'm quick, quick city guy, right? So, you know, you text me, how fast do I reply? Sometimes before I'm done texting now. <laughs> no, I'm but like real, yeah. super quick, you know? Like, boom, 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 boom. And that's what I was like about Seth. Seth. Seth's the same way. Seth, you text Seth, he's going to get right back. Well, maybe not you. But like, <laughs> but Seth and I will text each other, and it'll be like, pam, 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 rapido, 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 right? That's how we am. And then I'm done. Take care. Bye. And move on. So when you don't reply back right away, that's eh, a problem. Now, right away, I'm like, okay, what did I do to piss this guy off? I go pessimistic Pete, and that's the first place I go. Why is he mad at me? It's got to be my fault. I have mental issues. I'm really starting to think I have mental issues. So I text my buddy. Well, I think he's my buddy. Hour goes by. Two hours. Three hours. Now I'm worried. He's dead. I text him again. Bro, what's the deal? Nothing. I call him. 
twice VM Jones. I don't leave VMs. I don't do the VM. Don't do it. I don't have time. I'm too busy to leave you a voicemail. You want me to go to voicemail? F you. I don't leave VMs. Would anyone? I don't. Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? I will not do it. I choose not to leave a DM. <laughs> I choose not to run. I've yet to hear back from this guy. He either really hates me or he got hit by a bus. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think it might be the bus. So then I find myself at night texting. Hey, bro, I'm sorry. I don't know what's up. Now I'm trying not to stooge myself off. Like, why am I apologizing? I had this happen last week with another guy. I am surrounded around people that are hypersensitive. That's the problem. It's not me. It's he's everybody else around me. I never know who's mad at me and who's not in my real life. Forget about the people I work for here. <laughs> That's a whole, they don't even, they could give a rat's ass about me. I could jump out this window behind me and fall 44 floors. They won't even know or care. Didn't your last meeting kind of go along the lines of uh, Baron Corbin's last night on Talking Smack? <laughs> Slamming bods and beyond. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I don't know why I got off on that, but the, the, whatever. So, I don't even know what triggered me. I don't even know what's going on today. So, the product plays with thing. Back to SmackDown, the t-shirt. I think it's good. I think it's very good. So, someone tweeted me and said, what is this garbage? And tweeted me a link to... This WWE shop that Ellsworth has a T-shirt. So people, I think some people think that I don't like Ellsworth because he because I went off last week and because he pinned AJ Styles. I have nothing against. I don't even know Ellsworth. I have nothing against the guy. He's a wrestler right out of the box. I respect him. I don't care if, how much money he made or doesn't make. Seriously, I'll tell you, I respect him more than WWE does. Even though they gave him an opportunity, they gave him a T-shirt. They spent half half that friggin' main event making fun of him, the guy's face and his chin. And that's, that's, don't blame Otunga for that. That's all gorilla position. Ha ha Jones. Bully City. Oh, yeah. That's what they do. That will keep me out of the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. That right there. You're a bully. So, anyway. I have nothing against Ellsworth. I think it's great he has a T-shirt. And I think it's good they, they really promoted the shirt yesterday to sell us. Because I think it's one-shot Jones. That's why. So they promoted it throughout the show. A lot in the show. If you, They sprinkled it in if you pay attention. So then they go to Randy Orton Music and Entrance. He comes out. And they did something with Bray Wyatt. They do a lot, of, obviously, for a long time with the Wyatt songs. This crazy, demonic, you know, weird Blair Witch. Whatever the terms are. You know, crazy bearded guy stuff, right? You know, this was actually a little different. The coffin gimmick was actually, it was weird and all this jazz, and but it was actually pretty good. I and mean, we've seen Undertaker do a bunch of coffin things. I'm sure he's done something like this. But this looked, it was all right. I wasn't, you know, I thought it was entertaining. You know, and he said, he's here, and then next thing you know, you know, here comes Luke Harper. Harper and Orton work. Big superplex by Randy Orton. And I think I was Romaro, one of the announcers... Reference the the great Bob Orton Jr., Randy's dad, that he always did the superplex before superplexing was cool. And that's a shoot. Yeah, Bob Orton, Randy Orton's dad. So I think that was a nice mention. I think it was Mara who said it. Right after that superplex, then uh, Bray came out 
in the casket with the entrance gimmick with the fireflies and all that. And he announces just talking. JBL's saying some crap. It's not his fault. They're feeding him. And JBL knows something like this entrance. You say nothing. We call it a layout. You lay out, you say nothing. He didn't lay out. It's like, what are you going to say? You're going to talk about how are you going to describe a guy coming out in a coffin that's alive? I mean, like, what are you going to do? You shut up. It's not his fault. It really isn't. Overproducing and, and they announced it just it has, it's never going to change. As long as Vince is there, it's not changing. <sighs> because I'm trying to be positive. I really am. I'm trying so hard. And I'm failing miserably. To be positive, I really am. Think it would have worked better with the when uh, the Cassie came out if the announcer said something like "Whoa," <laughs> <laughs> something like that. <laughs> whoa, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> to answer you, uh, no. Um, <laughs> just say nothing. You know what I mean? Just say nothing. Just say nothing. So it was a disqualification because Bray interfered the match. And then Bray Wyatt opens the casket. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Kane was there. That was cool. And again, we see Kane. I liked that. Did you, you didn't like that? I liked it. I'm just thinking I hope this kind of foreshadows something between Wyatt and Norton and they didn't just use the casket as a way of getting Kane out there last night. What? I hope maybe they have a casket match in the future. Oh. And that they didn't just use the casket as you a like, means Do you like casket matches? I think it would work pretty well with Orton and uh, Wyatt. Well, yeah, they I mean, both they, put on a great match. I think you make a good point. They set it up right. I'm just not a fan of them because, you know, and I, I, I've called them. I've seen, you know, they're tough because there's really no the finish is anticlimactic. You know, throw the guy in a box and close the door, and that's how you win the match. It's kind of like yeah, it's flat. They would kind of work with Orton going over in something like that, though. So let's kill Bray more and have him lose in his well, match. No, Bray won last time against Orton. What match? At uh, last event. Oh, so you're saying in a casket match you have... No. Randy Orton needs to hit the RKO if he's going to beat him and pin him like that. Please, sir. Leave this to professionals, okay? <laughs> Please. I, I didn't realize that that uh, Bray beat Randy last time. How did yeah. he beat him? Uh, Luke Harper showed up in the ring, stuck his tongue out. You're a mock. <laughs> you are really a mock. There's no mercy, right? How do you know that? Because I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it too, but I can't remember it. Because <laughs> I watched it, you smart ass. <laughs> yeah, you're quitting the show. That's a good business move you got going on. Do you realize the success that's about to happen with this thing? Do you realize where I'm going? Do you have any clue what's about to happen? Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? Nope. Show's going to be you. <laughs> Show's going to be huge, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, I remember Kurt Angle told me a story. I won't name the brand. He had an opportunity when he was, I think, a senior in college. He told me the story to invest in a brand. Well, I guess I'll say it. I don't want to say it. But he had an opportunity because he was friends with one of the guys who started the company. He's like, yo, hey, dude, if you could come up with $5,000, just invest us, you'll be one of the, whatever, I'm paraphrasing, one of the owners of this thing. Kurt told me the story a long time ago. So I might be missing some truth in it, but I'm just doing what I remember. And he goes, uh, Kirk goes, ah, no, I, I, I have some money saved, but I, I'm not going to give you $5,000. Good luck to you. I love you and all that. You're my buddy, but I'm not doing it. 
So the name of that company uh, that he did that with uh, is something uh, called um, Under Armour. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and Kurt was laughing about it when he told me the story. He's like, you can't believe he's still friends with the guy, I think. So, yeah, he told me the story. Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forget it. Well, that's you. You're Kurt Angle. I'm Under Armour. You're comparing me to a gold medalist? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh. oh, losing a little bit here. What are you turning this guy into? It's out of control. Everything's out of control. Everything. Hey, uh, Nano, uh, in New York, on a Taz show. Hey, how you doing, Taz? Captain, how's it going? Going all right. How are you? What's going on, buddy? Uh, here, here. Relax and listen to you guys. Hey, it'll be an honor for you for you to call me a nub anytime. I don't care. Oh, come on, nub. I would never do that. How you doing, come buddy? Come on, now. You know, you, <laughs> us New York guys always stay together. You know that's yes, right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, man? What do you want to talk about? No, I want to talk about, uh, forget about SmackDown. I want to talk about SmackDown Live. I thought Baron Corbin blew it out of the water. Right. I like that AJ Styles, when he did the promo, even though how you, you were on fire this morning, he when he got into Brian's face, he pointed at the belt. This means that he told he basically pointed at the belt, saying, "This is what it's all about. Right. It's not about you being the authority." Correct. Which Brian, like, I was like, "Oh, about time somebody comes out and says something," because you're right. Yes. Uh, you 100 percent right that he uh, Brian said he's it's all about the wrestlers, but it's all it's all TV time. It, it is, and and and, and again, in defense to him, though, bro, like. You know, it's like, I don't want to say, uh, I mean, they're, they're the ones putting him in all these segments and putting him on talking smack. I'm just saying it's too much Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's a great character, a great performer. The yes, 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 people love him. He's got a great success story, but gets to the point where it's it's too much. It's too much of him. And, and he should never, ever outshine the talent. Never. I understand he's got to defend himself, but the st- you saw the stuff he did with Baron Corbin, right? Of course, yeah. That but, may be oh, crazy. You- that may be nuts. Yeah, I saw that. But you know what? I do, like I did. I liked what Baron Corey did, and when he got into his face, it was great. It was yeah. great. It was great. It was felt real. You know, it felt like he was pissed off, and he said to him at the end of it, thank you, Nano, for calling. He said to him at the end, Baron Corbin did. He said, what do you have for me next? What do you have for me next? And he stormed away. That's the right way to hear. Saying, hey, I just buzzed through a big-time dude, a big jacked-up Division One wrestler from Oklahoma and Jack Swagger, former world champion, the whole deal. And now what do you got for me? Worry about your job, Mr. GM, or whatever he said, and walked away. You know, I thought that was good. You know what I mean? All right, I got to go to break here, guys. The other side of break, I'll get deeper uh, into SmackDown. I got sidetracked. Jones we will be on Facebook Live in 30 minutes if you want to check that out. Uh, Taz Show, we'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. One hour down, no hour to go. Gave Captain some uh, direction on the type of music I would like to hear coming in out of breaks, and he obviously didn't listen. So right. He's quitting the show, so being defiant, this is what happens. Immature. Very mature. No reason to listen to the guy. It's his show. Nah. Oh, yeah, no problem, Taz. I got it. I said he plays that dumbass song. I didn't want to hear that song again. It sucked. Okay? Which one? that one let me listen to a little more yeah anyway uh so yeah i noticed you can let it keep playing for a second actually you know what kill it It sucks 
Why would you think that I like this song? Why? Because it's got mean guitars. Mean. The F is this? Is this one of the ones you picked? I hate everyone. Just delete, 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 delete. delete. Oh my God. I was noticing here before I talk about SmackDown that the uh, raw number, the raw rating, was way up from last week. Captain, uh, you had sent me some information here. Raw drew a 3.13 million. 3.13. 3.1 million viewers up, way up from last week's 2.7. That's awesome. That's good for the business. Good for WWE, even though the show sucked. Okay, that Raw show was, was just horrible. It sucked. But what helped the WWE is that if Raw sucked, the Monday Night Football game sucked even more. Yeah. The Jets pooped the bed, and played horrible. And the, the numbers were down. I don't know the numbers on, on the Monday football game, but I know this much. They were low from what I heard from my people yesterday. Because I do have people on the NFL side, let's be honest. Well, NFL ratings have been down all season, right? Listen, sir, please. Don't, don't, don't. don't. Yeah. This is my show, okay? I, I don't need the peanut gallery jumping in here. Okay, please. Well, uh, NFL, stop it, okay? What, what do you work for ESPN now? Okay, calm down. Big shot now because you quit the show. You can come <laughs> in and give like input now on, on the NFL. How dare I produce? <laughs> Who the hell do you think you are? I don't give a damn! Pissed me off. So anyway, the Jets, and that game, it sucked. The number was down. I think that helped Raw a little bit. Speaking of the Jets, by the way, side note, Jones, before I talk more wrestling here. Uh, New York Jets wide receiver Eric Decker, he underwent hip surgery yesterday. He was supposed to go for shoulder surgery, for rotator cuff surgery. And uh, then it ends up that he needed hip surgery. He had tore his labrum on his hip. Now, I've torn my labrum on my shoulder, labrum. But that, that, it's a thin muscle that covers the joint. It's a bitch when that happens. So I'm starting to think Eric Decker, uh, <laughs> he probably said, yo, I see what's going on with the Jets and, and uh, with the coach and the quarterback situation and, yeah, I think I might stay out. I mean, you know what, Doc? Why are you cutting my shoulder open? Do my hip, too. You know what? I mean, I, so, I could stay out like that. He's going to be out. He's going to be out probably until the beginning of next season. Well, yeah, because of the hip surgery, his uh, rotator cuff surgery got pushed back. Yeah, so uh, Scapple City Jones. So, yeah, uh, I, I met this dude. I think I told you guys a story at uh, that, that softball game we did over at Yankee Stadium. Good guy. His wife sang the national anthem, Jesse James. No relation to the cowboy. Uh, but, yeah, his wife, she was a, sing- she's a singer, too. But Eric, Eric Deck is a good guy. Big dude. And um, great wide receiver for the Jets. He's definitely missed by the mean green. But, yeah, so now he's, uh, he's got that going on. That's a problem. <laughs> so, oh, by the way, one more thing on football stuff I want to tell you guys. Uh, interesting information. The Pittsburgh Steelers uh, head coach, the great Mike Tomlin, is an excellent coach. Announced that quarterback Ben Roethlisberger has officially been ruled out of Sunday's game against the Patriots. So, as usual, things just fall into place for the New England Patriots. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? It would have been nice coming out of break if we would have heard football music. But that's a whole other story. It would have, but I had no idea this is what you wanted uh, to go into. Well, you know what? If you were a good producer, you would know what I think. <laughs> Without me that's telling a good you. psychic. <laughs> 
You see the beard? You think I'm a wizard? <laughs> if I was a good psychic. <laughs> yeah, you're funny, huh? They're going to miss this chemistry. We love your chemistry with the captain. Your show's going to bomb without him. I know. Who said that? <laughs> I think it might have been some, your brother text me. No, was it your brother? No. <laughs> so, anyway, the Steelers, uh, you know, they're, they're, not, they're starting their backup. You know, it's the Patriots. Now, as usual, things just fall into place except the Patriots. And, you know, they're going to win the game against the Steelers. And who's the quarterback, you ask, for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, the backup? Well, I'll tell you his name right now, folks. His name is Landry Jones. Yes. That in itself. Oh, my God. They late dollar short Jones. Yeah. Hear Jones. <laughs> Landry Jones will be doing the quarterback duties, backup city, for the uh, you know Pittsburgh Steelers against the Patriots. Uh, which, by the way, our Patriots uh, head coach... Uh, the great uh, Bill Belichick, he uh, said um, he's pissed off and he's completely done with the modern technology of uh, the gimmicks that they have to use on a sideline. I don't know if it's Microsoft, whatever it is. They wear some kind of a laptop on their hip. Tablets or something. They like wear that. a tablet on their ass, neck, whatever they're doing. He's done. He's pissed he's off. He's finding it hard to cheat with them. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's just, he, uh, he, he's done. He's done. He's just, he, he said, I'm pissed. I'm done with it. So, he's an old school coach. He don't need nothing to coach. He's brain, pen, and paper. And lip readers. You're unbelievable. (laughs) And they say I'm a Patriot hater. (laughs) One line Jones, the captain, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be here for two more weeks. Thanks for coming. I'm going to see if we can get you off the show by next week. Because you're starting to fairly piss me off. Because you know what? Since you quit, now it's getting closer, you're getting real cocky. Oh, yeah. You know you are. Admit it. You are. I like that word, cocky. No, but you are. You're getting very cocky. Yeah, yeah. Where's the gullible nice captain I used to know? Where'd he go? So now you're like... You killed him. <laughs> <laughs> you're like big swinging Johnson Jones. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. F you, Taz. Ah. Oh, yeah. One line is ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. Oh, yeah. So Bill Belichick, he's done with the modern technology. I don't blame him. Honestly. I don't blame him one bit. Back to the Jets real quick before I go on to SmackDown. I got to tell you. Uh, so, th- yeah, now uh, head coach Todd Bowles, now he kind of made a statement in a press conference that, you know, Fitzpatrick will not be the starter, and now they're going to go with uh, the Geno Smith. That's called bad to worse. When they have two other young guys sitting on the bench that were early draft picks, Bryce uh, Petty, and then they have... Uh, which is Hackenberg from Penn State, who I think has got a big future in the NFL, honestly. But they're not developing these guys. Look, the Jets are done. They're out. They have no shot for the playoffs. But really, just play. you got to play these young guys, man. Not for the BS. Geno Smith. Been there, done that. Geno Smith's not going to be with the team next year. Hadn't uh, their coach said that uh, Fitzpatrick was a sure thing for next year? Yeah, week? but then, then he was in some press conference. No, what happened was he was in a press conference. Uh, this happened overnight. I was actually in the press conference. Will you stop? And, and uh, yeah, so I was on part of the press. And a, a, a reporter asked him a question. And he, he, he the way she answered, asked it, and then the way he answered it, it was like a thing where he's like, well, look, what I say after a game is status quo of what, we, what we're what we playing with in that game. So uh, p- 
hypothetically what he's saying is this. So Sunday happens, we play the game, we lose the game, we win the game. I come into a press conference right after the game. And all those starters will be the starters next week, only because they just started today. So next week, they'll start again. Any of this getting through to you, son? That's basically what he said. Like I'm a not Jedi kidding. mind trick. I'm not kidding you, bro. That's what he said. But then, after we get together with the staff and the GM and the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator, now, no, we're not saying Fitzpatrick start. So he backtracked Jones. I'm not kidding. So Geno Smith's going to be the starter. What do you got to lose to start one of the younger kids? You got to develop these guys anyway. These are just more reasons it galvanizes why Taz is not a Jeff fan anymore. These woes, this misery. Oh, my God, who's next up? Much quarterback. Okay, the season's over. We'll fight for next year. Dude, I've been fighting for next year as a Jet fan since I'm a little, a little toddler. And this is why you will not make it into the NFL Hall of Fame. Never. Never. Yet... Pete Rose is in the Wrestling Hall of Fame, and I'm not. <laughs> I never cheated. Only when I was a heel. That was the only time I cheated. So that's the deal. Uh, by the way, if you want to call the show, 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. Back to uh, the SmackDown stuff. I just I had to cover some of that because people love when I talk sports. We were from a call earlier that without me talking about uh, sports, they have no information about sports. People in the UK or other parts of the world, they could care less about this. Should, should, do you want to start covering the Premier League? No, what I want you to do is shut up forever, okay? G- give it a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is he going to start singing on the set here? Is he going to start doing You're going to end up calling me back to record you two doing a duet. That's not happening. He's trying to steal my singing gimmick. All right, so I covered the Randy Orton, uh, Luke Harper uh, gimmick for the most part. And then we went to a, um, this is SmackDown we're speaking of. Then we went to a uh, pre-tape, a backstage gimmick where AJ Styles was uh, talking. He, he mentioned... Uh, it would be an embarrassment if uh, Ellsworth can beat him tonight, you know, last night, because that was the thread. Basically, you know, Ellsworth is getting his shot. Oh, my God, it's going to be amazing if Ellsworth wins and he beats AJ. And AJ kind of was kind of saying this would be a travesty. Remember David Arquette, that type thing. He went WCW Jones. Oh, my God, oh, my God. That was good. I liked, I liked AJ's pro, but I like AJ. I like him as a person. I like him as a pro. So, uh, you know, whatever he says, I'm in. I mean, because I believe in him. So, uh, but I liked, I liked the pre-tape. I thought it was good. Uh, then we went to a number one contender's uh, women's match, uh, Alexa Bliss versus Naomi. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Watch that. <coughs> Pardon me. What, I'm sorry. What happened was, <coughs> this is what, what happened was, was number one contender's uh, women's match. They come, came up out of break. I believe it was out of break. Maybe it was out of the backstage, but I can't remember. And Alexa was already in the ring. No entrance city. No entrance for her. Okay, which sometimes is not a good sign. Um, that uh, right, I don't like her chances. Uh, but I was wrong. She ended up winning the match. It shocked me. She won with Twisted Bliss. She does this twisting like splash off the second or top rope. I can't recall. It's a cool spot. I love the name. I don't, I, I, some of the names of these moves, I'm sick of names. It's so hokey. But I like Twisted Bliss. I think that's a good name. But Naomi did her you know, really cool house music, techno style. Uh, inspired by Handsome Johnny entrance. 
you know, and I like it. I, I, I love Naomi coming out, her entrance with the glow gimmick, her shoes are glowing. She's dancing, she's dancing, yeah, the whole thing. House music all night long. She's doing the whole thing, right? And, and it feels young, it feels hip, it feels cool. I've said this before, and then I need a record screeching sound in a second. I need a record screeching, and it feels really cool and really awesome. And then all of a sudden, I hear Mauro Nala talk. Oh, man, you are the effing man, brother. You can do amazing things when you are discussed when we discuss <laughs> yes that i hope the next guy can handle that's what i'm worried about mauro why are you talking during this entrance i don't want to hear an old paisan talking during this young chick it feels exuberant it feels cool it's energy it, it's hype house music all night long the whole thing right it's cool I don't want to hear some guy from Canada in his 40s talking. I don't want to hear it. It's like I'm watching a dance party. It's fun. I'm in, I'm in the house. I'm dancing. Yahoo! Marlo talks. Ugh. What the? <laughs> <sighs> I, I do. It's, it, did you hear this? Captain, when he talked, did you hear it or did not pay attention? I kind of tuned out and was watching the uh, in, the entrance. Okay. But I, 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 unless he was told to talk. I don't think on this gimmick he was told to talk. I got to be honest. I don't remember what he said. It was really nothing of substance. Like, don't talk. Let her do her entrance. It's cool. Let's feel the music. The light. It's entertaining. Are you not entertained? Got to stay hype. It's got to be young, you know what I mean? Damn. You're so much smarter than everybody there, it's unbelievable. Now there's one more person that's going to be angry at you. Yeah, oh, he's probably already mad at me. Cruiserweight classic screaming stuff. Seg one. Seg five. Seg ten, last segment. Shendo Jones, please. All right, so uh, Kurt Hawkins, uh, now, I guess it was his debut for most Supposed part. to be. Yeah, wrestles Apollo Crews. Uh, well, it wasn't really a match. And and I like Kurt. I do. And I, I think he's a, he's a pro's pro and all that, and he's entertaining and all that. Um, this gimmick just doesn't work. It, it just doesn't work. And they did a thing where he, especially in the ring, in a live house, to do that whole head spin Um. I'll, I'll play it to the camera here. Like, what, what's his line? He says, Kurt Hawkins, what? What's he say? He's got various lines. Uh, because Kurt Hawkins said so? No, well, he's got some kind of a line. What is it? Like, He's got different ones every week. So you don't know the answer? No, I don't. Slamming bods and beyond. So, yeah, he does this thing where he goes, he's talking, he's talking, talking, and then, like, the hard camera is like, yeah, and he looks at the camera like that, you know? And it doesn't work in the ring in front of a live house. It hardly works in a pre-tape form or a vignette package. I don't know what they're doing with this guy. He was on a house show. People would tweet me. I commented on I think it was on a weekend. He wrestled Kane and lost in like 10 seconds. So I don't know what they're doing. And, and this thing here, I mean, he, he took a, he got punched in the face, whatever, by Apollo. He takes a powder, leaves, no match. I saw a lot of tweets last night and even today. Uh, people asking, is this because Eva Marie's out? Are they giving her story? 
Well, because of the entrance. Yeah. The, yeah, it's similar to that. I, I you know, I, it could be. I, I don't, I don't think the two. I don't know if they have something to do with each other. I mean, it's similar in with the the voiceover entrance um, and all that stuff. That part is definitely similar. I don't know. I, I, I like Kurt. I do, and I think he's a good worker, and, and he's a good promo guy, and he looks different than other cats. I just don't. I, I, I'm i happy he's getting a, a little bit of a pop and push with this. I don't know if they believe in this at all. They're really starting off really clunky with him, dude. So he either pissed somebody off or Vince just got turned off for some reason. That happens. You never know. Flavor of Jones, it just ends quick sometimes. That's just the way it goes there at times. Arturo in uh, Connecticut. You're on the Taz Show. Hey, Taz. How you doing there? Hey, how are you there, champ? What's up then? What's going on? I am doing good. A.K.A. Quiet Wyatt Departing Jones. How are you doing? (laughs) You can ask me. Departing Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you got to attack Arturo? He did ask you. And then you, Captain. He said, how's he doing? Yeah, but you got to get nasty with the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Cocky Jones. He's cocky. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, better, better than P.P. Jones. Yeah, you don't want to be, and you don't want to smell like cocky, that's for sure. <laughs> so what's up, Arturo? How you doing? Good, man. Hey, you know, I was, um, last night I got to catch NXT. Uh, I know I'm a day late and a dollar short right there, but yeah, yeah. the way, the, the ending with Shinsuke and Samoa, the buildup, I mean, I was, uh, man, I was at my, my deck having a cigar. Yeah. I'm watching it on my iPad, and I'm just out of my seat because it was so freaking cool. That was, I love the pull uh, apart. I like that. You know, I think both, um, you know, Nakamura and Joe have great chemistry, have great matches. I li- the only thing I didn't like about that, I said the other day, Otaro, was I don't, I don't like that they had wrestlers coming out to, uh, at, and they were saying they were security. Uh, Corey Graves said, oh, oh yeah. security. They're not security. You got a guy six foot six and a blonde mohawk. He's not security. He's a wrestler. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. He was actually one of the contestants on uh, Tough Enough. That's I catch right. that myself. Uh, I and think his on, name on... was Bobby Jones, I believe. Yeah, that was his name. <laughs> I think it was. Will you stop? Bobby Jones. That's what we're it, calling him. Yeah. It, and on a quick flip side, yeah. uh, the finale to uh, Lucha underground last week if people aren't if people don't have this on i if, if you don't get el rey but you have you have itunes trust me thirty dollars drops the whole season every week on you the best value you could ever get well the only better value would be the taz show if you guys had to pay for it but you cheap bastards don't pay for it that's the problem you, you know what I mean? correct. yeah but what you if you correct. had to pay for the show Arturo? would you the taz show a subscription yes I'm going to tell you right now, and you're going to laugh when I say this. I don't remember life without the Tash. Come on. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You know, you are you my, my girls, who I just dropped up in school. Yes. My daughter is always in the back, you know, saying, I hate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I said, good. Go, go to second grade and tell all the kids that. Oh, you're my go. God. <laughs> I hate Everyone. Bro, are you saying I feel horrible? Little kids are saying this? Oh, my God. And it, but her older sister is calling her a jobber. It's all good. It's all good. I'm 10 years old, but I'll beat your ass. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, Toro, I appreciate you calling, buddy. Thank you, man. Thanks all for right. taking my call, man. Take care, pal. We'll see you. Talk to you soon, okay? All right. You got it. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Oh, man. That was funny. Shaping the future generations. It's unbelievable. Oh jeez, God, yes. That's why I, you know. That's what I worry about. I'm, you know, if I'm out here and I'm sometimes critique city, you know, and it's like sometimes I get a little, you know, pessimistic, Pete. You know, that can happen. You know. Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? And I worry. I mean, 
because I am helping shape the uh, the world here, right? So so. Uh, I'm not scratching my ass. I'm scratching my goatee. Um, yeah. Oh, whatever. I, sometimes I, you know, think of things. And why did you jump on the guy's back, by the way? He was just asking you a question. He's asking how you were doing. You get nasty with the frigging guy. I heard a pronoun. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, listen, uh, let's talk here about uh, Nikki Bella and Car- Carmella. Carmella comes out. She does a promo. I thought this was really good because they gave Carmella a nice platform. To talk, and you could really see her character. I think that okay, couple things. This was long, but I was into it because sometimes long is good if it's good, right? Sometimes if something sucks and it's long, eh, I don't like it. I I like a lot of things WWE did in this segment, okay? Because uh, a couple things happened here. Obviously, Nikki Bella, she's already a made star. Her and her sister, they've earned it. They've been around. You know, in the in the company for a long time and had a lot of success. Their own TV show, the whole nine, right? Um, so Nikki doesn't need the publicity, but she's great in the role that she played last night for sure. And I and I like I like both both Bella girls. I've got to know them while I was in WWE with them. They're both really nice people, and I respect them both uh, for what their body of work is and all. So, but Carmella, you know, we don't know, right? So it's still, you know, if you didn't watch her on NXT, you don't really know that well. Uh, but I think you're starting to get to know her now. And I, I was one way back when she came in uh, up from w, up from NXT saying, hey, she needs to be a heel because of her how the physical shape she's in and her energy and her motor in the ring. And that's what a heel needs. And sure enough, she's a heel. And now we're getting to see her chops, her promo ability. And so it helps that she's obviously getting a rub from Nikki. But, uh, and that's good by WWE. They gave Carmella a chance to kind of, quote, unquote, shoot a little bit. With the whole inside baseball of hey Nikki Bella, you're 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 you have your success because you're going out with John Cena, and and Nikki, it was good that they had Nikki or Nikki said it on her own to come back with like so this is like a big secret. It's been on TV shows. It's all over the internet. What are you talking about? You know. So I I, I like that Nikki didn't ignore that. In the past, we would have seen WWE ignore that, uh, you know. But I like that it's like Carmella as an an angry girl heel. She's acting like. She's exposing some information, and Carmella, I'm sorry, Nikki was like, not really. People know this already. I like all of that. I think that's all good, where Carmella feels and seems like she's shooting. Okay, I, I did like that, but the other thing WWE did real good in this is, is a nice, subtle, subtle, S-U-B-T-E-L-E, Almost. subtle, subtle. <laughs> well, the word is subtle. Yeah. Why do we spell it subtle? I have no idea. I know why. Do you? Because the B is silent. That's why. That's the answer? That's the answer. (laughs) Telling you. I digress. I got to go to break here shortly. But here's the thing. What WWE did really good here was the B-roll that Carmella threw to cross-promotion Jones. With total Bellas, and kind of painted her, meaning uh, Nikki, as like this needy, bitchy type girl. It's good for Carmella's character. It's also good because they're promoting the show. Cross promotion, two for the price of one type game gimmick. I liked it. I thought it was really good. I liked the segment. I liked that the heel got the last word, Carmella. 
and left the ring. There was no physicality. I thought that part was good, too. There doesn't always have to be physicality. I thought Carmella really needed that, too. She did. No mercy, Nikki Bella beat her, and that, to me, left, I was scratching my head at yes, that. No, this is good. This is Carmella needs us. They're building her slow and good. They really are. I like what they're doing with her. I'm serious. I like what they're doing with her a lot better than doing with, with Bailey on Raw. I feel bad for her. She's. Just, I think she might be in trouble. A little bit. Can't throw the towel in yet on her. Let's see. She's got the most connectivity to, to the audience as any of those, the females there. She, people love her. Uh, I got to go to break. Other side of break, I'll tell you guys about uh, what I would tell you about. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about the uh, the SmackDown, obviously. Take some more calls. And we will be on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. If you guys want to jump on there, fourth quarter, you can do that. And I'll take another call or two. Fourth quarter city coming up. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, yeah, back to uh, Taz Show here, Wednesday edition. Fourth quarter city, jobbers. Hope all of you see a slunk is about to have a good day, or maybe you're in the middle of your day having a good day. Maybe it's the evening, and you're drinking a case of wine and eating carrots in your apartment, listening or watching the show. Hope that's going well for you. Wine and carrots? Have you been spying on me? Nah. Balaka! We're on a Facebook Live right now. Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. Just like the WWE. Copying them. I saw them do that on Raw. I'm like, I have to do that on my show. I want to copy them. Uh, why is this Jones? Never ends. So yeah, we're on the Facebook Live. Uh, gonna get to the phone calls in a second. Been talking SmackDown. Uh, you know, gave you a lot of thoughts, opinions on that. I talked a little bit talking smack. Uh, also, I talked about talking smack from Jump. I did that earlier, segment one. So those that are on Facebook Live right now that maybe are just jumping on the show right now. Uh, Julio Garcia just said. Uh, Morning Show Jones. Yeah. Moment Show Jones. We don't do morning here. But if you're just jumping on to the show right now and you didn't hear the segment one, you might want to go back and listen to the audio on demand later. Or check out the VOD. I kind of... I guess it was a rant, right, Captain? A little bit of a rant. You discussed. I discussed, but I was passionate in my anger towards some of the stuff they did on Talking Smack and how to fix some of the things that they're doing. Just an opinion. That's what I do. I try to help everyone. <laughs> and I've been talking the SmackDown. So I, I, I want to talk a little bit about the... Um, just jumping ahead. I talked a little bit about Corbin and Swagger. Well, I didn't really talk about Corbin and Swagger. And I didn't talk about the Spirit Squad and Miz against Rhino Heath and Dolph either. Um, let me talk about that real quick. So the thing with that match, Spirit Squad with Miz and Rhino Heath and Dolph, I like that the three... the uh, Champions are together. I, I kind of like that gimmick in a six-man form where Dolph as the IC champion and the tag champs and Rhino and Heath. I thought that was cool. I like the amount of heat that Miz and Spirit Squad got on uh, the baby faces, and I loved, absolutely loved the storytelling physically because the hot tag worked to perfection, jobbers. To perfection. Heath Slater came in, and good God, batting down the hatches, as the cliche goes in the business. Uh, not bad. That out. the other cliche. Oh, so man, I just drew a blank. Yeah, bad down the hatches. No, there's a lot of cliches. He's a hot. Uh, it's hot as hell. No, it's 
Man, I just drew a blank. But anyway, he had a, it was a great hot tag. Great hot tag. And the people popped on it. And the heels fed. Heath did the right thing. The pacing was right. The announcing on this was right. I liked it. I liked it. And uh, and then I liked that the heels actually won. Caught people by surprise. And Kenny defeated Heath. I thought that was good. Doesn't hurt Heath. Doesn't hurt the tag champs. Heath Slater is the type of baby face that could lose all time. But he is one half of the tag champs. I think it's okay. that This this match was done right, and it was entertaining. It was good. Swagger, Corbin, I, you know, it was competitive to a degree, but let's be honest. I talked about this earlier, talking about talking smack with Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, he buzzed right through Jack Swagger. It was impressive. Um, and it was and, and and it was done right. Uh, no knock on Jack. I love Jack, but that that you know I hate to say it like this, but it's a fact in the business. And Jack Swagger knows this at times. At times, some must die for others to live. I mean, I'm not saying that Jack's gimmick is dead. I don't mean like that, but just means that he had to be the sacrificial lamb to get this kid over to another level. You can always revisit something with Swagger. And Corbin, but I don't think that's happening, guys. I don't think Swagger is is coming back at at, at uh, Corbin. Uh, a couple of things, just by the way the match was done, the way the announcing was done, and most importantly, what Baron Corbin said at the end of talking smack to Daniel Bryan's face. What do you have for me now? Something like that. He got in his face. And again, I urge you guys on Facebook Live, if you did not hear or listen to my first segment, I think a lot of you guys will enjoy it. I bring up a lot of good points about things they need to do on that talk and smack thing and what I liked and didn't like on that. <sighs> so, um, you know, and, and James Torado is saying about the main event, he said, I'm still laughing at Otunga. He hit him with no chin music, uh, talking about making fun of Ellsworth. And, you know, there was a lot of, I, I talked about this earlier, just jumping ahead for a second to that main event. Uh, Otunga said a lot of things out there. Listen, I told, again, if you guys are new on Facebook Live, didn't hear the first couple segments, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet my house on the fact that those lines were not Otunga's lines. Those are coming from Vince, most probably, or Triple H. Because those are the two guys that would make fun of someone, you know. They, they were ha-ha lines, but, you know, it doesn't make sense. Why doesn't it make sense, Taz? Well, Otunga is kind of the quasi-babyface commentator. And now here he is making fun of the guy. I don't know. You, you guys talk about the no bullying and no bully campaign and, and all that stuff that's very important. And, and I believe I don't believe in bullying. Never did. Well, when you have your announcers make fun of people's characteristics like that, a babyface announcer especially, if JBL says that I'm not as offended, well, you're being too sensitive. Taz, you used to say things as a commentator. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a heel, and if I was fed it. <laughs> and I would say it in my words a lot of times. I'm just saying. Now, James Tudaro. Corrected me how I said his name. It's Toe Dare O. Toe Dare O. No one cares. Okay, I will never read his Facebook comments again. <laughs> Correct me. Does he not realize the arrogance level I have? There's a million people on Facebook Live trying to talk to me. I point this guy out and he corrects me. No 
soup for you. Unbelievable. Wayne Noon says Triple H should knows better than to make fun of anyone. Ah! <laughs> you get it? Look, look at it. There it knows. <laughs> I don't know if anybody gets that joke. Um, no, but I'm saying, look, I, they, they they took a they took a um, they took a lot of shots at the guy because he's his chin and all. You know, they took a lot of shots, and it got to the point where it's like. Johnny Perez says, wouldn't JBL say those lines? Yes, Johnny, that's what I'm saying. Thank you, Johnny. Exactly. But the thing is, like, that's that's the, the double standard there. Like, you know, and that's the thing. There, there's a lot of that goes on behind the scenes, like, you know, the little jokes and shots at people. And 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 Vince and like like he's very big into that. Like he'll make fun of people's physical, something physical about them. Not if someone has got a bit of handicap. I'm not saying he's that bad. But and look, I'm I'm one of the most sophomore guys you're ever gonna meet in your life. I mean, I, mean, I do make fun of people, but I, I'm not a billionaire who owns like the largest sports entertainment company in the world. I'm not. If I was, I wouldn't be sitting in this dingy friggin' room with some fake pirate that's quitting my show. <laughs> Richie Williams says hypocrisy, Jones. He's right. Pete Scala said The Rock used to abuse Triple H's nose. And that's funny. And he's right. And that's cool. But if two wrestlers are going back and forth, James Elworth has no comeback. This guy's going to be done after the, after last night. I don't think you're going to see him anymore. You might. I, I doubt it. Probably made a few bucks on this gimmick. I don't think he's on the contract. He's going to make royalties on the T-shirt. He's probably His indie date's going to go through the roof. If I owned an indie company, James Elworth, my new heavyweight champion. Kidding me? A heartbeat. He's the new modern, uh, Mikey Ripwreck. That's going to be a hack. I'm going to kick your ass. I'll try it again. <laughs> That's going to be a hack. Hack alert. <laughs> Damn. Sound effects store is not working right today. <sighs> so, that, that those lines by Otunga, it's not him. And I it, honestly, Cap, seriously, no. I know it's wrestling. Am I being uh, too critical of them with this? No, I mean, when I heard those lines, I didn't think they were that funny. Yeah. (sighs) Sorry. (laughs) I I need more caffeine, bro. You're not hyper enough. No. You ain't hype! (laughs) So, uh... (laughs) So, anyway, let me backtrack Jones here, because when that guy made the comment about the announcing... About making fun of Ellsworth. I didn't think it was cool. It got too far. I mean, one line is fine, but then it was definitely. I, I've been on the other end of that with, with someone feeding me like that, and I, I know what it is. And, you know, we heard a lot of people tweet me too. Like, JBL made a comment towards, uh, towards uh, what's his name? Otunga said, Oh, you wouldn't have had that line. I was waiting for a producer to feed you that line. Yeah, or something I heard like that, that part. Yeah. Yeah, inside baseball, Jones. I mean, that's fine. That was funny. Ha ha ha. It was great. I thought it was great. That's funny. Oh, that's funny. JBL's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, um, what do you call it? Yeah, the other match. So, Swagger, uh, Baron Corbin. Yeah, like I said, he buzzed through. I jumped. I went on the tag thing. Okay, yeah, just Swagger. Yeah, I'm thinking. Hold on, give me a second. This. I did that match. I covered that. Yes, got it. So, okay. Swagger, Corbin. Like I said, he buzzed through Jack. I think it's important because Swagger, they're going to another level of him. I think if you listen carefully to some of the things he said 
on talking smack Baron Corbin while he was holding the microphone, which absolutely sucked that he was holding a microphone. Just like when AJ came out holding the mic, I went nuts. Again, please listen to the opening segment of this show. If you haven't watched it or listen, the VOD will drop in a little while and, and the audio on demand will drop also. Do yourself a favor if you want to learn something. People start annoying me everywhere. Starting? Yeah. And the main event, uh, jumping ahead to the main event. I, I, I Look, what am I going to say about I like Swagger. I, I thought they could have, you know, could have went a little longer with it, but they wanted to obviously get him. It's not quasi-squash. It wasn't a squash, but that's what they have to do. I understand that. So that's why I don't know what else to say about, about that. I talked a lot about Swagger and Corbin, so I don't know what to say. A.J. Ellsworth. Here we go. Okay. So this was a completely different feel for me uh, than the last week's gimmick. Number one, because A.J. did not get pinned by him. He lost by DDQ, which is fine. I, you know, I think that's fine. I think that the um, Dean Ambrose stuff outside the ring, all the antics, some of it was funny, some of it was overkill, but it's tough. You don't know what's going to work, what's not going to work with that. I like that better than him being in the ring as the ref. I do. Um, so The one line, like whatever, Dean Ambrose grabbed the microphone and said, whoever's got a uh, Toyota Camry, that, that was funny. That poppy. That was a good one. Some of it was funny, you know, but some of it was like, ah, you know, again, like I said, it's hard. It's hard to know what's going to be funny and what's not going to be funny. That they did, Ellsworth and AJ did a really cool spot with a super kick false finish on AJ, which had everybody thinking that that Ellsworth was going to win again. And I thought it was great. The announcers did a good job selling it the right way. I enjoyed that false finish. And look, the 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 thing is, this match this was this was done the right way. And some would say, well, why would this guy Ellsworth be able to hang with AJ that long? I know. I know that. But you know what? It's okay. They did. They broke the match down the right way. AJ's not the type of champion or heel that's going to squash guys. That's not his style anyway. He's not a giant guy, and that's not who AJ Styles the character is. I, 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 I like the whole thing. Albert Carrillo's asking, how did the acupuncture go? I covered that. Please pay attention to the show earlier. You obviously didn't. Need to catch up on the show, sir. It went well. That's why I feel good. By probably 11 a.m., I'll be tightened up like a crab's ass. <laughs> Please pay attention, sir. Now, so the match itself, I was fine with it. I was I was even fine with the finish. I, AJ doesn't have to pin him with his finish. I think it would have been maybe a teeny bit better if he would have pinned him with his finish. But it shows the intensity, the rage... That AJ has, and then they obviously can keep going with this whole thing of, hey, AJ, you lost twice, not once, to Ellsworth type thing to get in AJ's crawl. Because, see, they are like, and if you watch Talking Smack, and you'll see, that's what they're doing with these authority figures, uh, especially on SmackDown with Shane McMahon at times, and definitely, you know, with, with, D, with uh, Daniel Bryan, where they have to stick it to the heel. And it's almost like they're abusing their power. And you see that. If you listen to Daniel Bryan, some of the stuff he said to AJ on a thing, like it's like, you know, and, and how he cut a promo on how, how um, Daniel Bryan cut a promo on, um, on what's his name? Uh, I'm going to blank. Baron Corbin saying all the stuff that I did. I did this. I did this. Don't tell me. I, I, I. Me, me, me. I, I, I. Me, me, me. <laughs> you're the freaking GM, dude. You're not the WWE champion anymore, Daniel. 
It's not about you. Stop putting yourself over. I know he's defending himself, but it was so annoying. And the way he went at, at AJ, like it's, it's like these authority figures. It's not just Daniel Bryan either. It's like they got to stick it to the heel. You take away the heel's heat when you do that. You emasculate the heel heat. Sucks. Clip. Seriously, dude. Can't do that. They always got to have it. Like the, the baby face authority figure gets the upper hand on the heel. And I'll show you. Oh, I'm going to put it. Like when, when Corbin walked away last night and talking smack, he says he says to um Daniel Bryan, what else you got? Get something for me. Do, like, being, like put me in an angle. That's what he's basically saying. What do you got for me? And he storms off, Corbin. And, of course, Daniel Bryan, he's got to get the last word while Corbin leaves. Oh, we're going to have something for you. Like threatening. Overtones of threats. Why? Why let the mother effer leave with the heat? Let him walk off the friggin' set with the heat. Damn it! It's so easy. Direct Daniel Bryan. Tell him. Let him get the last word and leave with the heat. If you're letting these guys go into business for themselves, then you're stupid, Vince. No disrespect. That's a stupid move. Because that don't work. You're killing the heel heat. It's like segment one all over again, bro. <laughs> it's like segment one all over again. Ian from Los Angeles, you're on the Taz show. Hey, how you doing, Taz? Uh, yeah. I'm good, buddy. How are you? How are you? Oh, uh, we're doing all right over here. And, okay. yeah, it's pretty early. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple things I want to talk about. First of all, is, uh, what are your thoughts on the broken Matt Hardy? Love it. Love it. I've yeah. taught, I had Jeremy Borash in the studio here who, was help, who helps Matt. Him and Matt kind of put the, the creative together on that TNA gimmick with Broken Matt Hardy. Love it. I think Matt Hardy and Jeff, but mostly Matt, reinvented himself. He's a genius. He's always been very creative. He's a tremendous talent, a tremendous star. First ballot Hall of Fame of him and his brother, in my opinion. And I love it. Love the whole gimmick. It's one of the main things about TNA that I actually like right now. So that's Yeah, I agree. It's pr- pr- probably the only thing about TNA. Yeah, like you might right be right about that. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. Also, dude. what are your thoughts, uh, Goldberg? <laughs> Yeah, man, I talked about this yesterday. I don't know if you caught the show. I talked a lot about Goldberg, and thank you for calling, Ian. I think it's good, man. I think it's cool uh, to bring back a nostalgic act like Goldberg, uh, intertwine him, intertwine him with someone like with, uh, with Brock Lesnar. I think it's a great attraction. The only problem is it's going to outshine the Universal Championship. That's the only problem. And it sounds like this Hell in a Cell match with Sasha and Charlotte is going to also outshine the Universal Championship gimmick. So for the pay per view, so that that's a problem, you know. So, uh, but you know that this is what they're this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. This is what they're up against. So, what we got here the Bad Money Slim uh, from PA on the Taz Show. What's up, big guy? How you doing? And what's going on, Taz? Oh, good, buddy. What's going on, man? Long time right, no, so long wanted... time no talk. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, so I wanted to touch on yesterday. You talked about uh, Jericho taking some of the shine away from Owens. Yes. Uh, do you not think that they're building towards Owens winding up on the list? Possibly summer or possibly Survivor Series uh, in Canada, Canadian versus Canadian. Absolutely. No, 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 no. Slim, I absolutely think that's all there. But here's the thing, bro. This is the problem. The building phase of a champion is vital. It's the most sensitive time. 
Uh, bro, I know you're a you're a, a, a true hardcore fan, old school fan too, right? I'm assuming, right? Correct, correct. Dude, you know, you could probably name five champs off the top of your head. How important is the build? The build is so important, and in the building phase of Kevin Owens, they've done a a crap job with him. I I know I agree with that completely. That's my point. I have no problem with him and Jericho eventually getting to an angle, and he ends up on the list. I think that'll be all be great, but. They should have fed Owens a few guys before they married him, Owens, to Chris Jericho as buddies and then do a split. There's no build for Kevin Owens as the individual main champion. Not only that, but with a new championship and a universal championship. We saw his build as the IC champ and they kind of did nothing with him. It was a little build, but nothing there. So they obviously called an audible when... um, you know when what's it, when Finn got hurt, so they called an audible, and I and I have no I like I think me and a lot of fans, maybe even you, like the fact that they put the strap on Owens. But what have they done to build Owens? They've done nothing. They put him in a in a, a buddy buddy friendship gimmick with Chris Jericho too early. Chris Jericho is a type of character that can outshine anyone if you put him too close to you, and 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 now it's like you know he Kevin unfortunately sometimes seems like he pales in comparison as a character on air, and subservient to the guy who's not the champion in Chris Jericho. That's a very valid point. Yes, Slim. Yes, it is, my friend. And it's great hearing from you, my boy. Well, thank you. I, 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 I appreciate watching you every day. Well, listen, I appreciate all you do on social media to promote the show, uh, and uh, and I really do. I mean that from the bottom of my heart, Slim. You're a good dude. Well, thanks, Dad. It was good talking to you. All right, buddy. Take care. You sound very serious, by the way. I don't like that serious slim, but that's Oh, okay. no, it's, it, it's cool. No, nothing. I, I was just happy to get it. I didn't get a chance to call yesterday, yeah. and I wanted to talk to you about it today. All right, well. And I, I haven't heard anybody say anything about it. I just thought, you know, this has to be where they're going. It's going to be in Toronto. Yes. They're both natives, you know. Before I let you go, um, maybe you could, uh, if, if Blue Demon's around, maybe he has something to say to me. I don't know. I actually, he's sitting beside me. Oh, I, I maybe he could just say that uh, he's a big. Fan. <laughs> maybe he could say a line like he's a big fan of Tasha or something like that. Here, let me put let me put him on the phone. Okay, hurry up, Mike. Buenos dias, Taz. It is very good to hear from you, and I am very happy, very, very, very happy that you enjoyed your birthday card. Well, thank you, Mr. Demon. You know, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm a mark for you, brother. And I appreciate it, Blue Demon. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. The Blue Demon and Bad Money Slim. Awesome stuff right there, bro. You kidding me? Awesome stuff. So the show's just about a wrap here, guys. Uh, a very busy Taz show. Uh, went over to SmackDown. I don't know if I missed anything on this. I don't think so, right, Cap? Not really. I think I you think covered so. it all pretty I well. Covered Jones. Let me go through the list real quick. I did this. I covered that. I made sure I hit that. I didn't want to talk about that. I put that guy over. Yeah, we're good. Um, so, yeah, so that's really it. So, look, I appreciate, as usual, everybody on the Facebook Live, all of the uh, nubs, give me thumbs up and all that stuff in the hearts. I really like that. That's very nice of you guys, and I appreciate the love. And if you want to check out the uh, audio-on-demand version of the show, that'll drop in about an hour. And the VOD, the video-on-demand, uh, go check it out on the Play It YouTube channel. Or at TazShow.com. Whatever you want to do, just just support the show. Spread the word. Like it. Spread it around. That's it. For everybody here in the Taz Show, I'm Taz. Talk to you tomorrow.
using my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids' meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. So going for another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let you go. Since I was shooting hoops, no issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no, I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and